beautiful souls and welcome. You're listening to It's Glowing Well Podcast, the show that encompasses all things beauty and wellness. I'm your guide and host star. I have been in the beauty and wellness business for over a decade, and I am here to inspire, educate, and keep things positive through the challenges we face in this incredible journey of becoming our best selves inside and out. So if you're ready, Let's take a deep breath and begin. Hey everyone, surprise y'all, this is your bonus episode. I feel with it being the new year and rolling out fresh goals for ourselves that I would dive into a beloved topic that is so beneficial for the mind, body, and soul and give you some insight and education to a topic that can all too often seem intimidating, and that is yoga. Perhaps you've wanted to try, or you're not sure where to begin. Fear not, my future bendy friends, I've got you. So yoga is so much more than a trendy way to exercise, which is mostly what it's known for here in the West. And despite the hashtag yoga images you see on Instagram that make it seem intimidatingly tough, let me assure you that you don't need a specific body type or a level of flexibility to practice it. Trust me, there are days when I'm on the mat and sometimes wonder if my flexibility is the equivalent of a bowling ball. So (laughs) my point is this, in reality, there are many misconceptions about yoga, especially in the United States. And knowing the facts before rolling out your mat for the first time can help you appropriately honor its origins and make the most of your experience. In today's episode, I'm going to give you the ins and outs for beginning your own yoga practice. And even if you are an experienced yogi, this is going to be a great brush up onto the basics. So alrighty then, here we go. First, it's important to note that yoga is about much more than fitness. It has a long and deep history that has been over, well, often overlooked in the U.S. Yoga originated in the Indus Valley civilization thousands of years ago, and before its transition to the West over a century ago, it was never considered just exercise. It's actually more of a philosophy of how to live well by transforming yourself and how you experience daily life with all its ups and downs. So classical yoga, also known as Raja Yoga, includes eight limbs, which P.S. just a little fun side note, Raja, it always makes me think of Aladdin and the tiger was named Raja. So I just a little added bonus points if you caught that. Um, But I digress. So Raja Yoga includes eight limbs or kinds of practice. Together, all eight limbs comprise yoga, which means unity or yoke in Sanskrit. In general, the Western practice of yoga mostly emphasizes just one of the eight connected limbs, which is the asana, the physical limb, which means seat or pose in Sanskrit. The other seven limbs, however, are equally essential to yoga and include the yamas. 
So they include social principles such as do not harm, um, philosophical principles for self-care like cleanliness and observing your thinking habits, pranayama, which is intentional breathing practices, other practices including withdrawing to your inner self and effortful connection to the path of meditation, as well as concentration becoming more effortless and soft and reaching your highest level. As mentioned, many yoga classes in America focus primarily on just the asana part of yoga. So while you may enjoy a class that's focused on giving you a great workout and reap certain benefits, just know that you may be missing out on all the other holistic benefits of yoga, depending on the studio you decide to go to and the teacher you choose. Next, you don't need to have a certain level of fitness or flexibility to try yoga. If you search hashtag yoga on Instagram, you'll see images of people in designer leggings, twisting their bodies into complex poses and balancing in ways that seem to defy the laws of gravity. Absolutely, these images can be mesmerizing, but also intimidating. And especially if you've never tried yoga or perhaps have limited flexibility, yet you don't need expensive clothing or any sort of baseline level of flexibility or fitness for that matter to even try yoga. I feel what's happened in the US is that we've ironically introduced a culture of yoga that can feel exclusive or that requires certain material objects, a proper mat, an outfit, a certain kind of body, or a certain level of athleticism. These assumptions are very frustrating to me and quite frankly can anger me sometimes for a lot of reason when in reality anyone, yes even you, the one I can hear right now doubting yourself, yes you can practice yoga. I don't care what your size is, what you're wearing, if you're vegan, literally anyone can step on a yoga mat as long as they have an open mind and heart to try something new without judgment or expectation. Okay, I said what I said and I got on a little tangent there. Sorry, but also not sorry. And I digress. <laughs> so there are a lot of different styles of yoga to choose from. So how do you find the style of class that's going to be the best for you? Well, friend, I'm glad you asked. There is quite a variety out there. So it can seem a bit overwhelming, perhaps. There's options like Hatha to Vinyasa to Yin. But what, pray tell, does that actually mean? So my best advice is to call the studio you want to go to so they can explain them, especially if they have their own branded style of yoga to offer, which some studios do actually do that. In general, heated classes offering foundational poses are a good bet for newbies, mainly because the heat is going to help your muscles adjust and move you with more ease. Styles like vinyasa, which loosely means breath linked with movement and focuses on flowing movements. It's almost like a choreography kind of dance. It's connected to your breathing. Or Hatha Yoga, which in Sanskrit refers to any type of yoga that teaches physical postures, would be the best choice for beginners. 
Some studios will have designer beginner classes too. It just depends on, on what they want to offer and which one you select again. So it's been my experience that whatever studio you go to will definitely offer a wide variety of classes. But what really matters is your guru or your teacher. A true guru of yoga simply needs to be an authentic student of yoga, a practitioner of all the elements of yoga, as much as they are a teacher of yoga. Research potential teachers online and call studios to ask about the background, expertise, and philosophy of their instructors to find someone whose practices will align with what you're looking for in the class. Okay, so let's say you have found the studio. The class, the teacher, you're pretty sure you're going to vibe well with, so now what? Well, it's pretty gravy from here. Of course, dress comfortably. Don't hesitate to bring your own towel and probably some water. If you do not have your own yoga mat to bring, be sure to check with the studio as sometimes they have spares available. And that's incredibly helpful because sometimes when you're just getting going and you don't know if you really want to commit and where your level's at, checking with them to see if maybe they have a spare is just a great way to start. When you get to the class, Be sure to introduce yourself with your teacher. Let them know it's your first time at yoga. Alert them of any injuries or concerns before class begins. So that way they can maybe help with some sort of variation or modification that you might need. Because a good teacher will be happy to guide you through any of those things. So here's something else I'd like to make a mention of as well. No matter what type of yoga class you go to, there is a basic etiquette to follow. When you enter a yoga room, please leave your phone and all other electronics behind. Respect the current noise level. Most studios are dedicated to tranquility. They're very quiet, um, very peaceful places, and very safe places. And sometimes when those phones go off, that can be very alarming. So most studios will also have cubbies for you so that you can, you know, put your shoes away or put your phones away, keys, etc. Drop them there instead of bringing them into the class where they can get in the way. When lying down on your, or excuse me, when laying down your mat, take note of where others have placed their mats. Though there typically won't be markings on the ground, most people will end up arranging their mats in rows. As the room starts to fill, make sure there is room for everybody and adjust the placement of your mat if needed. You definitely don't want to be crossing arms or accidentally smacking somebody in the behind or goosing them. So lastly, as with any group fitness class, do your best to be on time Stay for the entirety of the class if you can, especially for the Shavasana that that most practices offer at the end. So many skip out on this part of the class and it baffles me because it's the old, it, it's not like, it's so totally the best part. <laughs> and it's also the most essential. This is out of respect for both the teacher and your fellow classmates so that everyone can enjoy their practice with as few outside distractions as possible. Once you get going in the class, there may be a certain pose that you cannot do. And let me assure you, beautiful, it's okay. Don't stress. 
Take whatever modification feels best for you and your body or simply take a child's pose until the next asana is given. Now, after your class, you may experience some soreness. This is completely normal as you just moved a lot of muscles that haven't been used in a while or often. However, if you feel any pain in your joints or your ligaments after yoga versus just overall soreness in the muscle, that is a sign that you may have injured yourself, in which case you should see a doctor. If the pain persists after a few days or worsens, definitely see a doctor. If you're still feeling intimidated, focus on letting go of your self-judgment and walking in with an open mind. Anytime you are trying something new, movement related or not, there can be judgment or expectation. Try to let go of that said judgment and expectation before you unfurl your mat. A yoga class can provide a beautiful opportunity to connect to your body and breath in a collaborative space. You just have to give yourself a chance to be vulnerable and open yourself up to learning from everything yoga has to offer. All right, my friends, I think this is a great place to wrap things up for now. With so much gratitude, I thank you for joining me here on It's Glowing Well podcast. I am your guide and host star. I look so forward to seeing you again on the next episode, which will be probably the first week in February. You can expect it then. If you would like to hang out with me more often, please feel free to find me on Instagram at Glowing Well with Star. You can also check out my business Facebook page. It's Glowing Well with Star. And there I have my services and packages available if you are interested in yoga, wellness, coaching, and more. And of course, if you are in my neck of the woods and are needing some hair care or body balancing treatments, please head over to the Pure Essence Salon Spa LLC.com to book an appointment with me. All right, my beautiful friends, until next time, I wish you love, light, and gratitude. Namaste. Namaste.